This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently... You can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Jetson's there, Billy Dead! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life! Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is! Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stephen Schindler a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, back in the summer of 2018, David Wagner asked, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes and Benza? It's taken a couple of years of fine-tuning in the garage, but now the engine is ticking over quite nicely, as Isaac and Benza was perhaps the standout player of the last week, and what a change we're seeing. Uh, joining me, your reliant Robin, Matt Shaw, we have the soft-top ladder, Brady Frost, uh, ready to find it or grind it to hip top gear this week is the Sanyong Rodius, uh, Mr. Richard Kosmala, and uh, the uh, in-and-out, not-so-nippy Rover City Rover, it's Simon Copland. How are we doing? Back to the Mm, two wins, uh, two clean sheets, Matt. If we can't be happy, then we might as well cut off and watch IXV Atalanta. Right, so we'll talk about QPR first. Good performance, uh, one nil up early on, and I think um, we might as well just get this out of the way first and foremost, don't we? <laughs> what a strike by uh, our boy Josh Caroma! Brilliant goal, brilliant, brilliant goal. <laughs> kind of took the ball obviously from. Um, the edge of our own penalty box and just travelled with it, didn't he? And kind of picked his spot. And I think we'll just love to see a, a better goal in a town shirt all season. Although, kind of arguably, some of the better individual goal, at least, I think some of the kind of team goals perhaps um, have been equally as good. But kind of, yeah, really exceptional finish. Um, shades of Carl and Grant, obviously, um, 
looking at player that he's perhaps uh, perhaps replaced and hopefully kind of the, the injury that he took the other night isn't too bad and we see him in a town shake again soon. What a goal. Uh, it, Mark Glennon's comment made me laugh because don't get me wrong, brilliant finish. But it says if QPR had backed off anymore, they'd have been in South Stand Car Park. It, well, it was incredible, wasn't it, how far they backed off. It was not, you know what he said, not taking anything away from him. But you are really, aren't you? But it was just, we needed to start well, I think. I, I thought coming at these, I mean, we'll obviously we'll come out to Sheffield later on, but I look at what's said and we just had a little dip and I think the viewers were chatting in our group and we were say four points minimum next two games. So it was really important, especially after Cardiff, to see how we kind of came into the game. I'm quite optimistic. I uh, don't think QPR are great away, but yeah, just the perfect start on that as well. And the guy just, it's an incredible story, really. I, I had a text tonight from a Palace fan. says, who's this Chroma guy? Have you just signed him this season? Ah, he's incredible. He's on fire. Because he, he knows a bit about London football. So later on, it's his mate. says, he's like being with us for two seasons. It's, he's just totally come alive under Carlos. And the guy, just when you look at it, that just looks like, a, obviously, got this disaster in injury. But he looks like a guy loving what he does. Cocky, confident, arrogant. He's loving his football. He's arguably one of the first names on the sheet, I would say. Stay injured now, but hopefully not. I must too. admit, for me, because he's proven me wrong. I um, I didn't think he was good enough at this level. So glimpses last season that suggested to me it was too big a jump for him to make. Um, Danny Cowell didn't really back him, did he? We went Charlton away, and he didn't even kind of came off the bench for a little bit in a very weak team. Um, and then I've sent him out on loan. He didn't really do much whilst he was at Rotherham. Um, so I thought it was a lot of hot air, and kind of really happened to be happy to be proven wrong. Um, long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, like who expected it? You know, we were all disappointed for, for Grant to go. But, I mean, we've said it a couple of times, haven't we, in the, in the chat, that you can kind of see similarities between him and Grant, the way he cuts inside. And obviously, he's playing on the, the similar position. But, yeah, it's been great. I mean, QPR game, I, I agree, Cosy. I was the first thought when Corona scored was like, great goal, but how much space have they given him? Um, you may, We saw as well, obviously, we do the match previews. I spoke to Clive, who's a QPR fan afterwards, and he, he just kind of said, like, you were just better in every single department. You were faster, stronger, fitter, harder working, just attempted it. I, I was, I know QPR weren't the best defensively when we were chatting about it, Matt. But again, we'll come on to Wednesday, but we've played well in both these games. But I was really surprised that QPR on Wednesday didn't put up as much of a fight as I thought we were going to. But positives, like, great, great two wins, isn't it? And QPR, again, could have had more. I think we could have had more against Wednesday. And, like you were saying, Cosy, before we went on air, it's just like it's nice to be smiling as a town fan and have like two wins oh, in a row. Like, it complain. feels good, mate. I'll just say the guys that it feels good to be in your gym and you just feel kind of as if say I spotted this town where last couple of seasons should always be proud of who you are, really. But it's like, especially with the rise of Leeds. I'll tell you what made me laugh, guys. I don't know if you thought the same, but Mark Warburton sat on that cooler box. It was like a, a cheap Bielsa on it. It was like a, a Poundland Bielsa just sat there. He looked absolutely... He couldn't believe what he was seeing, really, could he? And the same with Tony Pulis last night, but it's almost like they told them to do one thing and we made them, you know, look daft. But again, four letters, two across. First letter begins with P, last letter begins with A. Huge difference to Odyssey Town, that man. Huge difference. I've got him down here as well. It's no coincidence, is it, that Pippa returns and we look much better, Cosy, and Pete Swallows pointed that out on Twitter as well when we said we're going to go live. Uh, Peeper makes such a, a massive difference. Not only does he go on the outside, he comes inside. He plays as a false fullback at times, if you like. 
when we attack down the left, he comes across and helps out. He's just a a great asset, and he's he's for his age as well. It, to say that he's he's so far ahead of the other options, it's it's frightening in in a kind of way. But he's uh, you know we're we're looking at possibly. I I think we've got as a pairing the two best fullbacks in the league. And uh, one thing I wanted to float the idea past you guys as well is it's a lovely move for the second goal as well, where Karoma plays in Toffolo. And is Harry Toffolo now the best left back in the championship? Who'd who'd have thought that at the start of the season? There's a Matt, few can stuff, I just few things. talk about Pippa first? Sorry, but yeah, I course. think what you've got to take into account, young guy, he's come from a totally different country, probably doesn't speak much English. Mate, he's come he out said, of his comfort zone. It's he incredible. Said Huddersfield incredible. is better than Barcelona. He did. And everyone, <laughs> has a drink that, everyone has a drink and says stuff they don't think right. But no, I think it's incredible what he's doing. This isn't a guy who's kind of established, you know, playing in, in England or playing for like kind of regular top team football. Nothing really. Obviously, you know, Spain under 21s, bits and bats, but Espanol B, odd games in Europa League. It's incredible what he's doing it. I remember, after we got all those hands up, I remember when we signed him and I was thinking, what are we doing here? Espanol B and not many games. The guy is. It's incredible. I, I can't believe, and I'll leave, leave you two to talk about Toffolo. I think I've said enough in other ones, but honestly, it's I'm worried that in January we're going to get a little knock at the door. That's the only thing I'd say on him. Well, there, there might be more than just just one or two knocks at the door. Uh, there might be a, a number. And Harry Toffolo, just to we we do like the player focus, and we do Harry Toffolo quite a lot because he is one of our outstanding players. But we're looking at a player now who. Um, for, for left-backs in this division, is is eighth in the most tackles for left-backs, is second in most interceptions, second in mo- as the most foul fullback, third in most clearances, second in shots blocked, and eighth in crosses blocked, which is one of Cozzy's bugbears. Um, for me, Brady, we're looking at a, a left-back here who's perhaps, I'm not going to say the total package because, you know, you could you you would always hope for them to be as quick as Linford Christie, you know, over 100 metres and whatnot, but he's, and he's not slow, but for me, he's the... Where does he rank even in in terms of left backs that we've had at this club? Because he, we've had some very very good ones, and uh, Harry Tuffalo must be right up there. And, and like Cosy says, in January, you, you do worry that there might be a knock or two at the door. Yeah, or what's that message as they do these days? No, very true. I mean, obviously we had Chris Lowe who was who was great and solid, but um, yeah, we've mentioned it before. I know we've all been a bit divisive, but best thing Danny Cowley did was sign Tuffalo for me. Um, you know, even if you, I know we love stats compared to some of the others on the pod, Matt, but, you know, if you just look at it, two goals and five assists from a, from a left back, the only person who comes close is Jake Bidwell at Swansea, who is in a better team, I'd argue. Similar on system, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and he's only got a goal and four assists. I mean, what, what a player. Don't stop running. I think it's, again, when you look at stuff, most of our attacks come up with the left. Um, I think what I've been really impressed with, though, is how well he works with Karoma. Um, especially like they seem to be forming a nice partnership. I know Karama got injured uh, against Wednesday, which we'll come on to, but it, they just seem to link up really well and they're building that partnership. Um, yeah, it's just brilliant. I mean, I know Cosy was talking about Pippa, but both of them were apparently half a million each. Like, I know yeah, we've. You know, the thing that has impressed me, he's, he hadn't had a dip, I say. That first, he came into a struggling team and he's just, he's hardly been injured. He's not had a dip in form at all. It's incredible. No, I it's that's that's sorry. the thing for me on, on Toffolo is I think he's nearly close to 110 consecutive games now. So you're signing someone there for five hundred thousand pounds and he's gonna play a week in, week out or 
kind of twice a week as, as the fixtures currently stand. Albeit there's a bit of luck with that, of course there is, but you're really getting value for money. And um, I, I think I, I agree with what Matt said. I think you struggle to find a better left back in the championship at this moment in time. Mm, just going to some of the comments as well. And uh, John McNamara, AK, the pound shop, Harry Potter says, is tough better than Lerva? Not for me, Clive, but not far off though. Uh, a couple of others coming through. He also says people look sensational. The weaker points of his game are encouraging too. Uh, areas that could all be easily improved with uh, with coaching. Uh, Richard Hookie says, uh, yeah, both Pippa and Toff, brilliant players. Still think defensively they need to improve to be the best in their positions. But Bayek going forward. Uh, and yeah, and Paul Gibson says, Lerva, Charlton, Cowan, Vincent and Toff, my favourite left backs, but can't rank them. Yeah, we definitely had some good ones, Cosy and... Uh, I think you go back to uh, David Burke. I think was probably one of your initial ones, wasn't he? I think. Uh, but you yeah, know what, no, Matt. I think to me, the two hungry players—they've come in. They want to be the best they could be. They played at a lower level. Obviously, Toffolo's had a grounding at Norwich, and he might be well. You know, they. You know, I want to prove them wrong and what have you. But this is the best thing when you sign players like that. They just want to improve and get better. Which not it's not, for example, signing an experienced right back. Where sometimes we've had them in the past. They've done a job for us, but. I just think these guys just want to be the best they can be. They, they, but, but when you've got a license, got a what's that song? License to thrill, like they have. They're going down, they're going out wide. And Carlos is like, come on, get forward. It must be brilliant to play in a system like that, where it's not about. Again, I don't want to mention other coaches, but other coaches are like, ooh, get back. You know, we shouldn't be going that far forward. It that swear box. Like We've me. got that swear box ready for you, Cosy. If you mentioned Danny <laughs> yeah. Cowley, it's, no, it's brilliant. It's to our it's, Christmas function. I love him. I think you've only got a look at it. It's such hard boots to fill as we've seen, you know, when people was missing, it wasn't the same. Especially on the right, we were more left-sided and I mean, Jaden Brown, we, we were kind of buzzing about Jaden when he came onto the scene. We did well, last uh, season, did well last night yeah, when he did. came on, which was good. But yeah, no, what a story. We should be so proud of these guys because they are exceptional. Best, Some of the best in the division, easy. I wanted to Timber give a shout there. out. Sorry, Matt. It's such no, a stark contrast to... Um, what we had last season, it really is chalk and cheese with him and Danny Simpson. Um, Danny Simpson, kind of a an old-fashioned right-back, defensive-minded, keeper kind of up and down the channels, arguably out of where a stereotypical right-back position would be more often than not, but kind of just so um, so dynamic and, and kind of you always feel like when he's on the ball, something's about to happen, um, which to kind of round up my point, wasn't certainly wasn't the case last year. So... Um, I suppose what I'm saying that I imagine he would have been in Danny Cowley's system, yeah. and I can't imagine Danny Simpson would have been in a Dallas Corbin system no. either. He's seen it all, Danny Simpson. He did a decent job for the time, but I thought he lost his way a little bit at the end. The hunger, see the going, obviously, the other incident with his departure. But I just think you've got a guy wanting to prove something in his football and be a young guy, and, and Danny Simpson, you know, kind of been there, done it, won the Premier League and stuff. I think it's chalk and cheese, really, mate, them two, definitely. Upgrades easily. Philip Lawton's cheating on the YouTube comments. He says, Ray Wilson wasn't bad and Bob, Mac- oh. Bob McNadd also played for England. But can't go- Sorry, yeah. mate, we don't go back that far at 50s, 60s, although we could we could all throw a Sammy Wadsworth in from the 20s as well, couldn't we? But I don't think Toffolo's probably up there with Ray Wilson, but he's, he's doing all right. Uh, one player I wanted to give a, a bit of a shout out to, I did tweet about it, is uh, is Ben Hamer. Uh, against Cardiff, we, um, we, all, we all sort of agreed, I think partially agreed that his distribution wasn't, wasn't particularly good and it was led to the downfall uh, in particular for Nabisar, you know, stumbling around and falling over the ball and giving a, giving a goal away. Uh, I just wanted to, to uh, really say 
that I thought Ben Hamer, despite not really making a save against QPR and being rather redundant for a lot of it, his decision-making with the ball was, was, was excellent. Uh, it's probably been the best it's been all season decision of when to go long, when to go short, when to go wide. And he set off several counter-attacks. I think it was about eight or nine counter-attacks that he set off uh, from just making a good quick decision from in goal and, having a goalkeeper that can do that and play to that level is very important for us to get, to get everything going. And, you know, you look at some of the goals we've scored this season, a lot of them have started from Ben Hamer and I uh, just wanted to really just give him a bit of a nod and say that his contribution, despite not being obvious, um, was, was pretty good against QPR. Sai, you look like you're champing a little bit there. I'm on mute. Sorry, Matt. Um, I think kind of the best way to pay Ben Hamer some credit would be to say, we missed him when he was out of the team, when he was obviously in that kind of quarantine or in, in isolation of that period. Um, a little bit but that will be down to Pereira's performance. Um, kind of fell short of expectations. I thought Schofield did okay, but his distribution probably is a level below what Hamer's is currently. Um, and it's been surprising, actually. Hamer previously is a, uh, an English goalkeeper who's perhaps not renowned for his distribution and probably has needed to work quite hard on that asset of his game and um, definitely looks at home right now. Absolutely. So 10 years, Cosy, since Anthony Pil- almost 10, it's 10 years on the 3rd of January since Anthony Pilkington stuck that ball in the top corner against Sheffield Wednesday. And that's the last time we've scored at home against them in a, a game of football until that was last night when uh, Mr. When my uh, mother is Mr. Mr. going nuts tonight when I went in because Sky, they, apparently the ball's up with a red button. I saw a few people tweeting about that. So mm. Mrs. Cosmala missed the first goal and she was not happy by the time the red button was rectified. But yeah, just solid, just finishing on Amer. There was a, I'm sure, what it, 200 create appearances or something on the map that the club tweeted out? It was, it was yeah, some milestone like yeah. moment over the weekend, but yeah. you can't be a mug if you got, got that. And, and obviously it took absolute pelters over the kind of couple, few seasons. So they were deserved, weren't they? They were deserved, but yeah. it's, it's a redemption story. That's great to see, yeah. isn't it? I Fine, think, sorry, it. just, just, uh, yeah, just to kind of finish on Hamer, I want to like say we did criticise him a lot on the pod, and we've like we touched on here credit where credit's due. I think he has been a bit, you know, he still made a couple of mistakes, but I think we kind of it's frustrating when it happens to your own team, but you kind of need to remember like Championship goalkeepers make mistakes, otherwise they'd be in the Premier League. So um, I want to apologise. I know Ben won't be listening, but I think he's been cracking this season. He's had a couple of slip ups, but to be fair to him, he's recovered really well and. Um, yeah, more of it, please, mate. I think just text me, Brady. As Ben is just texting me saying thank you very much. He says I watched it. Right. I think going to shift for Wednesday the, again. Same as QPR, and what's been really pleasing because I kind of criticise, but point out to me we kind of seem to get better as the game goes along. I've not really seen us kind of blitz the team at the start, and there we went again. It was incredible. I mean, if, if you're a shift for Wednesday fan, you oh God, I my mate's a big fan, and he was texting me. He turned it off after two goals. He'd had enough. Hard enough, mate. Uh, and they were, but I look at it from our kind of point of view. We were a fantastic start. We were on the money. Front foot. We were running riot, mate. We were running riot, guys, weren't we, in that first mm. 20 do you know minutes? What's, do you know what's good, Cosy, though? When we've, we've started like this before and then we've taken the foot off the gas and then we've lost the game, uh, I think Preston, Bristol City, mm. possibly similar, not maybe not quite as good a start. But for me, I, I bring this forward on the agenda. Our game management has improved a notch. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that um, in terms of game management, we're a little bit all or nothing you know, in terms of going forward, but now we're a lot more thoughtful. I think we're progressing as a team as well. 
Uh, we're no longer just all going forward for 90 minutes and then when everything goes wrong, everything kind of goes to shit, if you like. it's We're, we're actually now, and I think a big part of that is down to the performances of Carol Lighting in midfield. I think he's been exceptional the last three or four games. Uh, physically, last night was what struck me the most. He was going shoulder to shoulder with people. Weeks ago, he was getting bumped off. He was you know, down on his backside. Now he's able to mix it at this level. And it's um, it's coming up to January. And for me, I know Brady would be very much on board with this. Sign him up. You know, you, you all of a sudden starting to think, do you know what? He's actually getting a little bit good. He's carolighting. If we don't move fast, then someone else is going to yeah. notice. And that's that could be a slight I worry. Again, these knocks. Bang on the money, Matt. And a couple of people I really kind of like reading. Uh, Chris Dunlavitt, your Football League paper editor. He were at our game on Saturday. He said Liverpool could have gone up a few more gears. Great game management. You know, he kind of had a good little go at Fraser Campbell, but, you know, saying if we had a better striker, we'd have scored some more. And Stuart Rayner, Yorkshire Post, I read his report this morning. It's exactly the same. He says, Liverpool just eased off. They saved the energy. They could have scored more if they wanted to, obviously, the penalty will probably come on to. But, and that <laughs> was a beautiful thing. It's like I said, they get, we're, we're learning, mate. We're game management. We're learning how to control the game. Never at any point did I think Wednesday we're going to get back into it. Yeah, they were bad. The bottom of the league for a reason. It's not just the point deduction. I think, like probably a lot of us, we all thought Pulis, you know, looked at some of their players. I mean, I was saying to you, what about Josh Windass? And not about worried, but I was thinking, God, it could be a bit of a don't issue. Don't like us, does it, Josh? Does not like well, us. But you know what? And again, another big credit to this guy because we nailed him a little bit last week. Nabisar, two great games, mate. He's come back firing, and they have been fantastic. Last said, two do, you know what, do you know what? Do you know what? I don't think we got it in last week, but I wanted to talk about Nabisar in the fact that he either plays really, really well or really, really shit. There's nothing in between. <laughs> and, and when he plays well, we win. And when he plays badly, we lose every time without fail. And I've never seen a player so whose performances are so intrinsically linked to, <laughs> to whether we win or lose. And I know some people have mentioned there's a bit of Effie about him, but I think we've got away with Effie playing badly a few times. That's Gunthorpe one where we won 3-2. But Naby Sar for me, if he plays well, everything builds from that platform he sets because he's taking the ball out of defence into he's almost into the final third ball at feet, you know, and picking passes. He's such a dangerous player bringing it out. And sadly, when he's not on it, he's a dangerous player going the other way for us as well. And he, he gives away a lot of free kicks, which is a bit of a worry. But two games, superb performance. Before that, a couple of stinkers. And I think this is just what we're going to get with him, Cosley. I think he'll either be player of the year one week and then... Worst signing ever the next. And I think it's just a case of fitting someone in like Roman Edmonds Green next to him, who's done so well Yeah, these Matt, last two games. And he's your consistent one. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this goes there. Because part of me wonders, like, he's obviously Schindler and Stearman and a bit more experienced, you know, a bit older than him. And I just wonder now, the fact he's got to kind of bring through a, a young guy. I mean, I know Edmonds Green's interview was interesting when he last night, not if you heard it after, but he were like, Schindler for four years, he's learned off it, this, that, and the other. It's almost like a mentor. And I think on the pitch now, Saad's going to be kind of mentored in Edmunds Green. Edmunds Green's going to need Saad. I think Saad will relish that. And I will, I will really chuff for him because, yeah, they would mitigate probably his fault for sure at Cardiff, but I don't think Amer did it. But both guys have come back, shown great character and massive in these six points we've got. Yeah, absolutely yeah. massive. Go on, Brady. Sorry, I think what impressed me just quickly talking about him and Saad was like you, because he was talking about how we've learned so quickly. Like, Cardiff, we know none of the mistakes and we don't want to talk about it. But what impressed me on QPR was they tried to do the same thing and they would just kick it out. Same with Wednesday last night. If we had to go along, we have to go along. And like I know that's a bit of an obvious one, but 
you won't get pelters, will you, if, if, if you need to get clear it. But um, decision making. No, absolutely. And Edmonds Green for me as well. I thought he played really well last night. I, I was a bit worried about him because he first start. And again, given what Pulis are like, is like, I thought they'd be targeting him, Callum Patterson on him. But he looked really comfortable. And I think it was garbage. What's really... that Patterson, wasn't he? Absolute oh, garbage. What a donkey yeah. he was, wasn't it? And I, I think fast. what. Um, I think what impressed me about Edmund Green, though, as well, and I've seen this in a couple of games where he's come on, like you say, like Cosy said about how Naby Sarr might mentor him, but he's not afraid to tell Naby Sarr. Like, I've seen a couple of games where he's like, you need to get back. And I just think the confidence for a young player to do that, you know, given how Schindler and Stearman are going to be out potentially for a bit as well, looks like this could be our centre-back partnership going forward for quite a bit. He's, he's grown up in Peckham as uh, Roman Edmonds Green in, in those cage footballs in, in London. You don't, you know, you don't make it through that if you're a shrinking violet. That's that's one thing for sure. And I'm really pleased for Roman Edmonds Green because it's always great to see kids come through and and stake that claim. Uh, but we'll go back to the goal. Josh Caroma again, another nice finish. And um, I know that I'm the president of his fan club, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'll talk about him for ages. But uh, and we'll leave the conch on the table for this one. But. Earlier in the season, when we assessed Josh Caroma, he was needing around, I don't know if you guys remember, he was needing four, on average 14 shots per goal to score. Um, so just one thing that I wanted to point out was the improvement that he's made in this. So now he's, he's in this area, he's now down to 8.8 shots per goal. So you can see that this is already, he's improving in this area and you can see the impact that Carlos Corbrand's had over him as well. And not only has he been, been more creative, he's scoring more goals, he's getting into the final third, he looks sharper as well, or before the injury, obviously. And um, he's uh, he's had 53 shots this season, 16 off target, 19 on, 18 blocked. Sometimes he, he makes the wrong decision, but he's getting better all the time. He's hit the post once. Um, and he's improving at this rate. And at this rate, on, on the trajectory he's going, he's, he's potentially, this is touch wood with the injuries and make sure he's you know he keeps going on the same path, but he's going to get over 15 goals this season, which I think would be a really remarkable achievement for him. And he's on course to do so at the minute. And um, for me, it's so exciting watching a, a young player break through like this. And you look at him, you think he could play left, he could play right, he could play central. And, um, you know, I'm full of enthusiasm about enthusiasm about him. I don't know what you think, Si. Yeah, it's interesting. The thing that stood with me there, Matt, from what you just mentioned, was around 53 shots so far this season. I think I watched kind of all of last season and kind of, all our strikers combined didn't have 53 shots. So um, in that respect, it's kind of much, much better watching, even if they're not necessarily all hitting the target. Um, I think I said at the top, Matt, I think um, I had uh, maybe written him off. I didn't think he could cut it at this level. Um, uh, and I wasn't surprised that kind of Danny Cowley phased him out based on what I'd seen in the early stages of last season. Um, hindsight's one other thing. I kind of sat here today, mincing, not eating my words. Um and kind of glad to be proven wrong. Get yourself one of these, mate. Get yourself one of these. <laughs> Need to get down being mate. That's what you got from me. Um, <laughs> Amazon. Amazon. Nice. Um, yeah, look, kind of his injury obviously last night looks bad. I think you're right to say he can play anywhere across the front three. I think it's quite clear for me he's better on that left hand side, cutting onto his right foot. I think for a couple of times where he's played on the right hand side, things like Cardiff away, he's been a little bit less effective. Um, I think that kind of combines with Benza being really good on the right hand side as well. And, kind of them two in, in kind of those two positions are kind of um, very much in our starting eleven right now and wouldn't have said that many weeks and months ago, would we? But um, yeah, long, long may it continue, that's for sure. I think the thing for me, what I used to, I just couldn't get and I got levels, you know, lower the standard, but later on, what did he get? 32 goals in a season or something 
you know, the 30, one it would really high. And I don't think he, I yeah, don't think he got that many. I think he only got 10, 11 at Leighton Orient. I'll look that up while you're got, talking. I thought he got a big uh, haul and that's all, but but other than that, Bond we, might have done. But he was just a winger. Uh, I just kind of uh, pitched and uh, dovetailed him kind of as a wingman, really. And 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 what we saw early on, and then glimpses that there was nothing. I remember the Leeds game when he played. Uh, we all them kind of young guys when, see the beaters and Cali, you know, chucked out the experience. And I thought he would all right. Then without really threatening, I didn't think he was a threat. And now it's. He looks like he can play, like as a striker. I mean, he does, like I said, this, we've got guys now who are just playing in all over the pitch, but this guy, I mean, we're all just praying to God that this scan that comes back, because that looked bad, didn't it, last night? It looked really bad. And- Very Schindler-esque, wasn't it, with the twist? It got oh, 11, 11 the season uh, before. 11, uh, yeah. 11 and 7, 30, seven assists, though. Yeah. yeah. But, played 30 yeah. Odd times. <laughs> Good research, man. But yeah, no, it's really good. I think that's the only gloss that's gone off. And I always felt this season we needed, I, I the small squad, yeah, we definitely needed a few more bodies, but I want two first of out having a massive squad. You've only got to look at Nottingham Forest to see what a mess they're in with, with their 30-odd players. So I won't bother about that, but you need luck, don't you, with injuries. I know everyone does, but bloody hell, Schindler, Cog, and then Steeman, Steeman Karoma. These are big players for us, aren't they? And as... I mean, obviously, we're still waiting for kind of news from the other three, but the hog thing, I think it was it was a sensible move to take him off, but mm. then... He has, yeah, but he has a problem with that hip quite a lot, does hog it? He, yeah. Points it, it's a sort of a reoccurring thing, and he seems to to have a game or two off, and then he comes back, but there's a lot of games lately, and, you know, Hoggy, but what I was going to mention about Towns game management as well, uh, Jonathan Hogg is also largely responsible for, for Towns game management uh, and getting to grips with his... His injury was pretty bad, but Hoggy was excellent against Sheffield Wednesday, and it was noticeable that as it soon as really he went good. off, yeah. and Bakuna came on, because oh, I don't want to talk about Bakuna, but he was absolutely diabolical, frustratingly diabolical the, the whole time he was on the pitch. Stupid and, sub, Matt, though. That why I mean, Matt Lennon said, didn't he? he said, oh. I'd have had him off at half time. He was annoying me that yeah. much. I would genuinely, with the five subs, I'd have taken him off at half time. He was that bad. I thought. Bakuna. I think probably Carlos thought, well, it's a game where they're just giving us absolute space, so. Bakuna could run riot, but because I think a lot of us are probably put by echo, wouldn't they? Maybe a like for like yeah. placement, although maybe a big ass. But I was thinking with two nil up, this might not be a bad time to blood him. But typical Carlos, he does something totally left field and uh, yeah, put, yeah rewarded by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at only, six, even when Viaco was on. The only thing I'd say on the penalty because I saw everyone steaming into him last night, and that's when I get it. The only thing we don't, I don't know what was kind of said was there was a nominated penalty taker, but I always think it's who fancies it. He got under the ball. He fancied it. It's, if, if Carlos came on tonight and said, well, hang on a minute, Richard, it was Fraser Campbell who were going to take it and Jim Bakuna had just done it, then I get it. But I don't have too much of a fuss with it's who wants it and, and stuff like that as well. And But but then at the end of the day, if you're going to do what he did, don't do that. And, oh, God, what he was horrendous penalty. It's as bad as you've felt, seen um, that. It felt for me very reminiscent of Van La Parra. Um, yeah. A few seasons back, when he kind of grabbed the ball and kind of lads, eh? missed it, and then um, yeah, kind of the rest is history, so to be. Um, just to come back on Hog, um, I thought he was kind of influential last night. Um, and John Smith on on Twitter he tweeted as um, as yesterday said, "Please mention the fantastic job Hog was doing in the game. It's not a coincidence that Town's total domination of play declined after he went off. Although we kept Wednesday at arm's length, we had lost the control of the central area." A good hog releases both full-backs to attack as well as the two number eights of Ryan United. 
similar role as played on the Wagner, but with some differences. Um, that was a 4-2-3-1 and Hogg's role was a cover. Win the ball and pass it to Moy and a centre-back. Um, Hogg far more important than most realise. Um, definitely echo that um, wholeheartedly. Yeah, Hoggy was, was definitely uh, there. But Janino Bakuna, I just, I'm just getting the impression that he's maybe buying time and before he before he moves on and it's a shame because you know he's got all the potential in the world but if he doesn't want to doesn't want to listen and it's just little things like when he loses the ball he's walking back now and visibly you can see him walking rather than running back like everyone else is and it's just it's a little bit sad to see but I don't really want to delay on him too much yeah I don't want to dig players out um I think the only thing was when whoever was fighting over the ball I think you just you just I kind of knew he was going to miss it um but I don't know. Bakuna, I, I just think it's best for probably him, probably for us if it's moved on. We've had three different managers under him now. It's so frustrating because I think it was David Hartrick who nailed it. But it, like, if he was consistent, and we all know what he can do and amazing, he would be a 15 million, 20 million pound player. But he's just not. And he can win you a game, he can lose you a game. And it's it's frustrating. And you know, I want him to do one week. I think he's... The, one of the most frustrating players we have because you know what he's capable of and you know what he can do. But I, I, I kind of think he just needs to move. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I think if we can get money for him in January, you know, I hope he does well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did well at another club, but I think it'd be best if we could get some money for him, if we could and reinvest it in the squad, because it, it doesn't seem to be working, which is a shame. I'll have a Sheffield Wednesday, though. Chef Wednesday, they, they were bad at the start. I thought the, they, they the got kit better. All, the kit was as bad as them. How bad were their kit? Were horrendous. Wasn't it? It look, do you know that kit looks all right up close, you but like on, it? on TV it doesn't look good. Yeah, it, but up close it looks yeah. all right. But on on TV, no. Nah. I think the thing that shocked me most of all, again, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but obviously Tony Pulis, you think the minimum they will give, they'll be solid, they'll be pushing, they'll be fighting, they'll be really up for it and that as well and, and they were nothing and I thought as well we mentioned it it was ironic that we mentioned it last week about the head injuries but again ridiculous just like Johnny was saying last week that guy there's no way that guy I've got his name on but he should have been well off they were dangerous man he fell down again rubbish medical honestly they just get get you know third party kind of looking at them injuries there's no way he should have come on Campbell had, you know, elbowed him, you know, that didn't mean to, but that guy weren't fit and he was a bit scary with that because I saw him go down in back play, I thought, he's not writing, you know, and uh, yeah, sooner that's sorted out, the better they did football, just poor man, poor, look after your players, man. 
Uh, right. Okay. So uh, that's pretty much Sheffield Wednesday done and dusted. And at the minute, it's just relentless games, games, games. Do you think these two wins, uh, do you think it was important to win these two games, Cosy? With with the games we've got coming up now, we've got Bournemouth, don't we? we've got Watford. Do you think this just, do you think we, we go to those games and, and really have a go and we can push up the league? Or do you think this just buys us a little bit of breathing room? Yeah, 100%, mate. I, I'm really excited for the games coming up uh, because I want to see where we're at obviously tempered with the fact that we're probably going to be without key players. It's a shame, really, because I just think you'd want to be playing these guys with your full team. But then again, I suppose every team would uh, say that, although Bournemouth and Watford, they, they could probably name, you know, 18 players that are getting their first team, whereas it's a little bit lower. So, yeah, but the best thing is he's took the pressure off big time. I mean, like I said before, I'd be happy with four points. We've got six with kept clean sheets as well. I want to see how Edmunds Green goes on against uh, Troy Dean, if it is him again, and Watford and you know, Bournemouth. Ismail Asar, uh, isn't it? Their star man. Yeah, and Jefferson Lerma. And let's see, you know, let's see how good we are. Part of me in my heart thinks they're probably going to have too much for us. But when I'm going to watch this game, I'm going to be looking, really looking forward to this game because this is a game that gets me excited. Mate, it looks like Dom Solanke's finally found his uh, his touch, you know. So he's um, he's started yeah. this season very well and it's about time with, with some of the talent he's got as well. But um, what do you do then in terms of Hogg and, and Karoma? Um Brady will obviously cover this on the preview thing, but who would you look at? Jaden Brown looked quite good when he came on. And what did you guys think of? Uh, I know Jaden Brown's a left back, but you know he, he can put himself around. But what did you think about Alex Faker when he came on? A couple of people to me said he was a bit overweight, and if he's overweight, you know I'm I'm knackered. Um, who went, shall I go? I I don't think he was overweight. Um, I thought That's he looked okay. Me. I mean, you lost. Obviously, we lost Hog, and Hog played really well, but. You know, the guy ain't played for 10 months. Um, but be interesting, obviously, Bournemouth, um, return of Philip Billing, uh, which uh, no love lost there for some fans. But um, yeah, I think, obviously, we've talked about it before, but when you play Hogg, O'Brien and Iting, we haven't got a lot of height in that midfield and Vallejo brings that. I'd be, just give him a start. You know, depends how Hoggy's going to be and what the news is. But, you know, we do need to rotate. I'm not really expecting much from Bournemouth. I'm not expecting much from Watford because... I think particularly this year with the virus, like the Premier League and the parachute payments, like, and let's be honest, their squads are, are much better than anyone else's. You know, it's no surprise that they're in the top three. Um, you know, give these players a run out. You know, Coventry's in midweek. I fancy our chances there more than I do Bournemouth and Watford. But, you know, why not? Don't, you know, we, well, I don't know. Like, I agree with you, Cosy. Like, we won two games. Why not? Really, not, don't you uh, think it's the best thing? I think is that these teams will think I, I'm not. We're not looking forward to play other still town. I'm not saying they'll fear us, but they won't want to. They they'll be. They could pick a lot of other games. I think where before other still town they'd be like before bring that on. You know, let we want to play other still. We'll beat them. Now they'll be thinking, oof, there's gonna, you know, be a. It'll be interesting, won't it? Because you think of the big test this year with Brentford. I mean, it was very early on, wasn't it? But they did kind of. Maybe take us down a little bit. I think Cardiff just everyone had an off night really in that as well. I, d- I didn't think they were particularly brilliant, and it was just the error on the hour mark that kind of tilted it their way. But I, it's a real beautiful test for us. And part of me thinks, yeah, we'll probably be sat in the next couple of weeks saying, yeah, they had a bit too much for us. But I just wish we had everyone fit. But in this COVID season, I think we've just got to get on with it. And yeah, Edmunds Green is going to get his opportunity now. I just don't know about putting Viaco in Brady, but part of me thinking, who else could we put in? But I haven't seen Bakuna's efforts last night, but could you really have someone who's not to speed thrown in the bear pit at, if you can call it that, at Bournemouth, 
I don't, I'm not so sure, me, to be honest, but yeah. I think the, the only thing I'd say with that is, and I agree, is, is kind of chucking him in on the deep end, but with these five subs, I know Colburn doesn't seem to make as many subs, but if it goes, if something does go wrong, I think the five subs give you a chance to change it up a bit more than you would normally. So, I don't know. I, I, I've got to be honest, I felt Hogg last season didn't have the best, but he's been cracking this season and I, he'd definitely get in ahead of Vallejo, but I suppose it just depends if he's fit or not. I, uh, I personally wouldn't be surprised to see Pritchard start in the midfield um, at the weekend, perhaps with Aitin dropping back to that sixth row that he played kind of once Hogg went off last night. Um, seemed, to, seemed to suit him a little bit, although he was kind of quite good going forward. Um, to your point, really, that doesn't provide us with much height in midfield with a, a three of Aitin, O'Brien and Pritchard, but um, I think it might be that option that he goes with. And Benza were great as well, going back last night. Wasn't it great? I love the fact that he comes... I mean, you've got to do it in Coburn's team because you won't get in, but the fact he comes back and helps out. He's such energy. He's enjoying his football. Big smile on his face. I was loving a lot of the tweets last night. Just kind of... It's one guy maybe laughing said, oh, Isaac, that tweet I kind of put out last year, I've deleted them all. You're a legend and all this. Mm-hmm. I love it, mate. I'm loving to see the positivity on our timelines and stuff. And why not, mate? We're the top half of the table. Bloody hell, at the start of our season, this podcast, and I think I just said we'd just stay up. A couple of guys said, go down. We're 12. Okay, we might. You said, Matt, that could be our ceiling and you might be proven to be right. But you know what? There's some good foundations being laid out. I'm really excited about kind of the future of Odyssey Town now. And God, we, we've been at so many miserable times, haven't we, in recent times. It's brilliant. We should just enjoy it. Yeah, it's a shame Neil's not on this tonight because I think he would spend about half an hour talking about Isaac and Benzer and they'd be on the bike together riding round, wouldn't they, as usual? Uh, but yeah, he was fantastic. And his technique, he's always had that technique, you know, Isaac and Benzie, you now he can strike a ball and he's finally, everything's clicking into place and it's really great to see. And when you were on Radio Leeds last night, Cosy, I remember I, listening, I, I was yeah. listening to uh, to Matt Glennon and he was saying, you know, look at Isaac and Benzie you know, as it had finished and they'd, they'd interviewed him. And he was like, look at Isaac and Benzie, he's loving life. And he was bouncing around down there, you know, he's laughing, he's joking and, you know, he's, 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 he's a different, completely different person. And the cynic in me thought, he would try and put it in this season because he's out of contract in the summer and after a, f- a couple of failed loan moves, then he'd probably but be looking we've got, looking yeah, at a, but we've a got that on, extra but... year. We've got that extra year we yeah. can exercise. And Absolutely. God, at the start of the year, we'd have said, exercise next year. You know, yeah. How many pints you had now? We're like, bring it on. I'm, I'm certain the club will, will do that now. And I, uh, I think they might, they might renegotiate, I think, because I think he's on quite a, quite a lot of money. So they might maybe renegotiate. But if the cap... And then, yeah, bang in an extra year and try and sell him or keep him because he's, he's very important to everything that we do. And um, I was going to say, last night on Radio Leeds, you, one person that's maybe... Some people are saying he was great. Others are saying he was useless. And that's Fraser Campbell. And he continues to divide opinion a little bit. I, last night, I thought he was okay. Uh, I thought there's a couple of layoffs. Set up and, you the know, goal, we, we, didn't it? Nice back in. Yeah, yeah, and that where Josh Karoma got injured was a great layoff as well. You know, to put Karoma out wide and Karoma's run was a bit odd, but um, but yeah, there's there's little things that he does and he sets. You know, he presses from the front really well, but then when Mbenza's got the ball wide and he's putting a nice curved ball around, you know, he'll curve it around the uh, the you know, he'll make the defense turn and he'll put the ball just in that what they call the corridor of uncertainty. And you know, you know me and cliches. But he never attacks it. That's the that's the other frustrating side that he never attacks the ball in the box. But outside, he'll attack anything. You know, he's like a little Rottweiler and he running around. And and where do you guys stand on him? I I kind of like 
I didn't like him last year at all. I'd, but not him. It was not specifically him, but the role that that Danny and Nicky Cowley asked him to play, where it was a, a shit housey, you know, Alan Lee style role, where he, you know he's got to elbow and knee and and foul constantly, and he's not doing that this year. So um, I'm much happier with him, but he's just it's just attacking the ball in the box, which is the only thing for me. And if, if we could get him to do that a bit more, then I'd be quite happy. About you guys. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, Campbell, I, I think he, well, we've not seen much of Ward, and to be fair, Ward's had an injury, but I think Campbell brings out the best of Karoma and Mbenza for me. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm... He's a great a guy as well, isn't he? The personality... He's a great guy around great the dressing room. Guy, yeah. I feel like I'm doing a bit of a, a nail here, but Anil. you look at Leeds and you look at Bamford, and obviously Bamford's kind of hit it in the Premier League, but... Campbell is a bit similar. It's about it's not necessarily about him being a goal scorer. It's about bringing others into play. And I think his experience, you know, he again, he, if you look at like if you look at Karoma's goal against Cooper, the reason we have got a lot of space is Toffoli is pulling people wide, Campbell's pulling people wide, and he's really good at stuff like that. Um, it is frustrating because he comes back in and he's committed and he makes challenges. And you know, I I always joke to my friends, here comes his customary yellow card, but he cares. Um, I think that's the thing you've got to say. He's he's decent. I mean, he's out of contract till the end of the season, and at the moment, I know he's not. He's got is it as many goals as he got like the entire last season? Yeah, is, is it half three the games? Yeah, three. Yeah, um, I, I'd I'd see if we could extend it. You know, maybe on a bit of a, again, maybe renegotiate. But I think he's a good player to have around the dressing room. He seems to be well liked, and he seems to give it his all. Um, it's just. Again, we'll see what happens with Danny Ward, but he was meant to be the number one, but he can't, you know, for injury and for how Campbell's playing, he can't really get a look in at the moment. But again, that may change throughout the season. But I like him, you know, much improved. A little bit of a double-edged sword for me. Um, I think he's doing a good role in the team. I think he's quite selfless in a lot of the stuff he does. Um, and I've been critical in the past with not being able to string two games together and not being able to last 90 minutes. And actually, if you look under... Probably it kind of came off last night, but he has played a lot of games in quite short, short succession this season um, and, and kind of done what's been asked of him and, and kind of wore his heart on the sleeve. So in that respect, for me, um, I've been pleased with him. At the same time, I think if you look at our starting eleven currently, um, possibly the exception to kind of the centre-half where you might kind of question who's a, who's a long-term partner for Sarah there, hopefully it'll be Edmunds Green. I do think... Um, the number nine, the striker role, is, is probably the one where we're the weakest or the one that's up for grabs the most. Um, I think there's other areas of the squad where we're weaker and kind of come back on people we spoke about earlier. I'm not sure we've got a number two right back of, of a good enough standard at this moment in time um, to fill in for him. But, but I think kind of based on the first 11, striker role is perhaps one where, we're, where we could kind of improve the most. And if you've got aspirations of, of kind of getting into the playoffs and, and kind of beyond... I think we'll probably need someone who's who is going to deliver a better goals per game ratio. Yeah, I think that that's it really with Campbell. It's everything that you want outside the box, and then inside the box, it's not quite not quite there, is it? Um, there's there's it'll be interesting to see where Town go with that because Danny Ward obviously is still getting up to speed. Uh, Kieran Phillips is still doing the business in the B team, which you know, but Fraser Campbell's uh, performances are allowing him to mature at his own speed, which is quite good. And you mentioned there about pushing up to the playoffs and. Uh, one thing Mr. Cosmala mentioned in our WhatsApp group uh, was, "Would you, <laughs> would you I want?" I want to read this out. Go on, Cosy. You you read that first, and then we'll answer the question as to whether you want to actually get back in the playoffs and go back up to the Premier League. 
Yeah, the headline says Terry's need more bite up top. Uh, it seems strange to call Tula hiding, but a hiding is certainly was others who controlled the game. Blah, 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 blah. If Corbin can secure this, the elite striker this side desperately needs in January, Fraser Campbell is limited. His game, but limited. Then the playoff push is not out of the question. So this is a guy who watches us. You think he wants a knowledge game, he's watched QPR game. And he can he see, I think what we can all see, which, yeah, his game. But like you said, the, with the crosses coming in and what have you, he hasn't missed brilliant. There's not many, he's missed a few, but the strikers do, but... I just think we can do better. The big question is in January. This is the problem, really, because, again, no one's going to be selling a good striker in January. I just think it's one of those where we're going to have to suck it up and, I suppose, moving nicely on to the thing because if we really want to push on... I think it's really interesting now because we've got these... There's a lot of games to come with some you know, some teams higher up. I mean, Blackburn are, are no mugs. They're a good side. That'd be a Decent, tough yeah. game. Decent. Coming up, Coventry, Mark Robbins will be wanting to put one over us, that's for sure. So that'll be hard next week even though you think it's easier that a game sandwiched in. So I think when we're singing all Lanzine and doing whatever we can do under tier three, I think we'll have some idea whether it's, oh, you know, it's it might be an idea to, uh, you know, try and push the ball out a little bit here. Or is it, yeah, we've dropped back down to 15th. We're probably not going to go down, not going to go up. Is there any point kind of wasting money? But I suppose I love the unpredictability of it. As I, you said last night in our group, I love it. I love the fact. I mean, this is probably our team anyway, but... When you put your telly on and the teller's piracy and this, that and the other, justy and all this bollocks before we get to the game, I love it when we don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, Nabisar sums up what a still town to me now. It can be awesome or disaster. And I love the fact that every game now I think we can win. Maybe misguided sometimes. And But we're going to Bournemouth on Saturday because that's like Kevin Keegan. We're going to Bournemouth, get a result. But I just feel we can do something there. We can do something against Watford. Maybe even when, I was saying this before, when we had that one win in seven, I was still feeling like that. So I'm feeling kind of really upbeat. I don't, Brady, you said that obviously if we went to the Premier League, we'd be, we'd come straight down. But I like to flirt. I'm enjoying the flirting. I'm kind of like dancing in my, in my nightclub, just with some beautiful girls, probably knowing no chance I'm going to. Socially distanced, of course. Yeah, socially distanced, <laughs> but you never know, do you? So Sexually distanced by the sound yeah. of it. You never, yeah. If the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge can come to Bartley, then why can't we get in the playoffs, mate? Because I just, well, yeah, I've got there's a lot of strange minutes. links in there, Cosby. But there I don't want to go up and it. I don't want to go up and assume, but are we ever go, going to be ready? I just, but to be fair, I look at the eight above, and I, I think I don't see a spot there this time. You know, mm. I think that's a really solid eight in front of us, and we had a bit of an argument again, didn't we, last night about is it a good division or not? And I Neil don't think it is, and. You look at Sheffield Wednesday, you could argue that, but I just think when they look who's above us, they're I think they're all better than us, even though obviously we've won at Swansea and you know we give others a game. So I'm just enjoying doing what we're doing. Let's just remember we were we said we'd go down, we hated pretty much coming on and doing this because we were talking about defeats, we're having fun, we're, we're knocking a few people out, we're, we're getting in that boxing ring, we're throwing us punches, we're knocking guys out, we're dangerous. We don't people don't want to play us. I'm loving the fact we've got our. Mojo back again and that as well. And credit to Carlos and the guys for giving us that. Who wants to pick, me, I, pick um, up from there? <laughs> I say, well, where, where do you take that? But I, I love, I love the unpredictability of this league. You can kind of turn up to any game. We could win 3-4-0. We could lose 3-4-0. And that's a bit of a reflection of the, the current town as well. But 
It also probably a, a reflection of how much of a level playing field the league is with one or two exceptions, and also a reflection of how um, quite crammed the games are together, which means perhaps you're not seeing the best football or the best teams all the time, and a few injuries here and there kind of has a bit of an impact on how teams perform. Um, kind of contrast that with what we kind of had in the Premier League, which was you go one or down, kind of the game's over, how long can you hold out? Rinse, repeat, week in, week out. And it was just kind of so dull and boring. And I, I do fear on one hand that were we to move into the Premier League again, whilst that would be a great thing and kind of would be would be, um, would be beautiful, um, it would be kind of a, a, a kind of a repeat of what went before to some extent. Um, the one thing I would say before I kind of perhaps hand over to Brady was that um, I'm not sure Carlos will be happy to just flirt with kind of being promoted. I think Carlos will have aspirations of taking Huddersfield Town to the next level um, and will have aspirations of managing at the next level, um, whether that be without Huddersfield Town. And I don't think he'll be happy just to manage a team that consistently finishes mid-table, which, dare I say, some of the older managers perhaps will be able to do so. Um, remains to be seen kind of how it plays out, I guess. Red House. Yeah, I kind of agree with what, what the lads said. I, for me, we're still feeling the effects of being relegated from the Prem. Um, I, I think, like I touched on earlier, Bournemouth, Norwich and Watford, they've got amazing squads. I think that if none of, if none of those teams aren't in the top three, I think that's a failure. Look at Swansea, they're fourth, and you've got like Brentford and Bristol. I think they're all better clubs than us. But what I, what I will say is um, I, I just want... At the start of the season, I just down for twenty first. Don't think we're going to be anywhere near that. I I just want. I think we need a bit of stability, and I think we need to improve this squad. I know we've talked about squad depth, and I always bang on about it, but we still kind of Carlos still needs to get his own men in. and still needs to blood in some of those youngsters, and I I, I think you know if we if we finish tenth, I think that'd be a fantastic season, like absolutely fantastic, and that's kind of, that's kind of what we all wanted at the beginning. We wanted to see his style. Um, I know for me, I wanted to, you know, I think we're going to be inconsistent. You can prove that. It's exciting, though, like you say. It's exciting watching Huddersfield Town again and how long have we've been able to say that. But, yeah, I, it's an opportunity to push on. But the only thing I would say, and I'm sure everyone loves talking about transfers, but we'll come on to it. But there is some areas where I think if we can if we can get them in January, I know COVID's affected stuff and January is always a difficult month to sign people. But, um, you know, Centre back, I think we, you know, depends what happens with Schindler's injury. Stearman's out of contract and he's injured. I think we could look to address there. Obviously, unless there's another issue, Rolando Irons will be coming in. I think it is an opportunity to give um, Carlos the people he needs, but I think we just need to build and keep this momentum because if you look at you look at Norwich, it took two seasons under Farker before they went up and did really well. You look at Leeds, same thing, and I think it's going to need time, but. Yeah, I want to be a good team. And I, I think if Carlos is backed, I think we could definitely have a playoff push next season, for sure. Interesting. Uh, I'll read out some of the comments online because a couple of them have been coming in. Um, so uh, Poundshot Potter says, in 2017, we went up when our squad wasn't prepared or good enough for the Prem. We've been exciting this season, but nowhere near the 2017 level. So if we did go up, I'd be worried. Uh, Richard Huckey talks about Campbell and says that I think we should keep him and get hold of a young number nine we can develop into our system and uh, yeah so um, HT Space FC says don't want to go up this season it's the same as 16-17 we were not ready for the Premier League contracts expiring in summer and hopefully hopefully free up funds to really attack the league next season and Dave Mitchell echoes and says promotion next season with a full stadium please 
Yeah, um, I think that's right. Sorry, Matt, just on that one, Dave Mitchell, is, I said that last week, definitely. You think you got his Pritchard out of contract, Mm. Tommy Alphick, has he got another year? No, Alphick's gone. Steer mentioned. Yeah, Steer, Le- there's weird, you know. Yeah, we'll probably extend. Hopefully, we'll get him. Benz's Deer Carby gone. Hopefully, I mean, uh, hopefully his contracts up. And it's exciting, that, isn't it? We've got the space to bring guys in and and hungry guys. And we mentioned touched on it earlier, but we want to see Toffolos and Pippers in hungry players who want to give everything from to town. I think we're getting there. We we said before, come on, Si. I think when you look at some of the you know, we mentioned they're not the same patches. I can't remember the guy who mentioned him, but I thought we had 11 and more rowing in the same direction. We had 11, 14, 15 guys, everyone rowing the same direction. We get, we had hardly anyone rowing the same direction a year or something ago. I still think people are trying to, there's people who can't do what Carlos wants. Maybe that's kind of different to commitment or whatever. Maybe there are some guys who's not all that and without naming names. I don't think we've got everyone on the same page yet. And I think definitely the summer's going to give us the chance to do that. That just excites me, does that? Because isn't it great when you're on a journey? Isn't it great when you're on an adventure? I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, look, the Premier League would chew us up and spit us out. Um, that's that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much what we can all see. But the, for me, if if promotion to the Premier League is ever there, you have got to take it. Huddersfield Town will always be a, a side that will struggle to compete at this level and the next level. If an opportunity to get promoted arises, you have to take it because it opens up so many doors, windows to sponsorship, to players, to new fans, to all sorts. And it's just, it's impossible to turn down. It may not go well. It may go well. Um, we've obviously got a blueprint for how not to do things if we go back up, uh, which which is very clear. Uh, but we seem structure-wise, we seem better in areas, but not in areas. So I think for me... If we, we, I don't think we'll finish, we'll be higher than twelfth this season, as you know, like Cosy said. I think twelfth is probably our, seat, our ceiling, maybe for this year. Yeah. But going forward, yeah. going forward, I Huddersfield will always be one that operates one of those smaller wage bills, and then jumping from twelve, thirteen million a year up to fifty, sixty is just it's just so difficult. And I think as long as, for as long as that's the case with us, we will always struggle to bridge that gap. It's always, it's just what we were saying before, Max. All right, I was saying we're ready to go again in August with new places. All right, but take Toffolo out, take Coroma, maybe decent. Yeah, maybe so. That's the thing. That, that, that'll be, to me, as important as that in the summer as bringing guys in and that as well, because there's definitely going to be guys sniffing for them too, because they stand out, mate. If you're watching Sky Sports News and we hardly get any coverage anyway, but God, it's that Toffolo, bloody hell, it's Coroma, that other shield, that You know, you know how people talk, that's how it. Obviously, people know stuff like that. So, but isn't it great to be talking positive about players maybe being sold? Can we get in the playoffs? You know, the club's on the up. But I, I think we should still just, even if we lose the next two, the Bournemouth and, and Watford, maybe they give us a bit of a pace. And I still think we've just got to keep that positivity there because, like you said, Brady, their squads and what have you. Not each other about 11 men missing the other week and still won 2 0. It's like. No, mate, Cobra and out if we lose to Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before Christmas, get rid of him, man. Yeah, he I think that's... smile much, does he? I'll celebrate. Carlos. God, he, he looks like a, one of those school teachers where no matter what you did, you'd never be good enough for him. That's well. A serious, a serious man. So we're, we're ready to wrap up this uh, this week. So uh, thanks to everybody that's joined us online. John Smith's just joined us at the end as well. Says Scott Heiss, Hoggy Mark too. Um, let's hope so. Uh, that's a sponsor and- at Stadium, John. We need your money, man. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, Tom says Akin Fenworth for Campbell. I don't think so, mate. I'm not having Akin Fenworth out as well, not in this system. Uh, you'd, you'd give it 100%. Just before we go, uh, sorry, Matt, I realise I'm jumping in that you're wrapping up there. Um, yes. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing you a favour, mate. Obviously, we <laughs> listening live, we've done this at half six, done this earlier. Did To our listeners, do you prefer this? Can you let us know? Like, tweet us afterwards, comment, like, just be interested to see because, uh, yeah, just see what you think. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, so that's it for this week. Let us know in the uh, comments via let us know via Twitter or Facebook uh, which you prefer, what times you prefer us to go live and we'll we'll do our best to uh, to acquiesce to that. So uh, thanks for joining us online. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal Shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield